Welcome to On the Way with Tony Crisp. Each weekday, Dr. Crisp will be discussing biblical passages, people, places, and prophecies. Tune in daily to start your day right and deepen your understanding of how to better walk the way and enjoy the journey. Here's your host, Dr. Tony Crisp. Welcome to On the Way. This is Tony Crisp, and this is the 365 Bible Reading Plan. Today is April the 18th, and our chapter for today is 2 Kings chapter 6. Well, this is another exciting group of stories in the continuing life of Elisha the prophet. This time, the sons of the prophets, that is, those prophets in the school of the prophets that were being trained by Elisha, needed a place to live. You see, they were expanding. The place was expanding where they needed to gather for instruction, and so The scripture says, see now the place where we dwell with you is just too small for us. Please let us go down to the Jordan. This is these young prophets talking to Elisha. Let every man take a beam to cut down a tree is what they're talking about. And there were many of them. And let's go cut some timber and come back and build a house that would expand where we presently are. They didn't have to build a whole new place. They just needed an add-on. And so it says, let us go and do this. And they were wanting to go to the Jordan Valley where it was a fertile soil and it was as the garden of God at one time. And so they went and so they said to Elisha, you go down with us if you would. And he said, well, I'll go. So he went with them. And when they came to the Jordan, they cut down trees. Verse five, but as one was cutting down a tree, The iron axe head fell into the water, and he cried out and said, Alas, master, for it was borrowed. Now, as I told you in the last podcast, the Jordan River at this point is extremely muddy. Just putting your hand four to five inches, probably not even that much, three to four inches under the water, you cannot see your hand. It is filled with silt and mud, and it just washes down, and it does not matter whether it is the dry season or it's the rainy season, it is the same because the water is muddy as it comes straight down from the upper Jordan and the place that's called Mount Hermon in the Bible. That's where the Jordan starts with its three sources of the Banyas, the Schneer, and the Dan Rivers. And they all form this beautiful river in northern Israel, but it becomes windy and muddy as it goes toward the Dead Sea coming from the Sea of Galilee. And so they were there, and he lost his axe head, his cutting edge. So the man of God said, where did it fall? Uh, Where did you lose it? And he showed him the place, so he cut off a stick and threw it there, and he made the iron float. Therefore, he said, pick it up for yourself. So he reached out his hand and he took it. Now, this is just another miracle. Some would call it a minor miracle, but actually there are no minor and major miracles. A miracle is a divine intervention from heaven on earth. It is a supernatural act of God. And I think it's a pretty great miracle for iron to swim up from the bottom of a muddy river, a swift flowing river, and just stand there. And that's exactly what happened. Man, are there some lessons devotionally from 
this. Here was a man of God, not used to having tools in his hand. Most men of God are not used to having tools in their hands. And so here, <laughs> here he was out here and he lost his cutting edge. He lost his sharp edge. You see, you can get a tree down with a dull ax, but oh, how much quicker and easier it is with a sharp ax. I can remember when I was uh, just first saved and God called me to preach. I was preaching and people said to me all the time, uh, you don't need to go to school, Tony. All you need to do is just get out here in the woods somewhere and get filled up with Jesus, get on fire, and then just go burn for Jesus. Well, the only problem with that is I was like a blowtorch uh, without some hand directing me, and I needed help, and I knew I needed help. I couldn't even carry out a sentence. If you think my grammar and diction is atrocious now, you should have heard me then. I was in there, up there, over there, and that's the way that I spoke, and I needed help. And an old preacher came to me, and he said, now, don't you listen to these boys. He said, they don't know what they're talking about. You don't want to be like them anyway. He said, now, Tony, God's given you a blade. It's a double-edged blade. It's a two-edged sword. It's sharp, and you'll get cut up, and you'll cut up other people if you don't handle it right. And so he said, you need to go to school. You need to get away from here. And you need to let God sharpen this blade that he's given you and put a handle in that blade. And that's what schooling at the right place will do for you. This is what mentoring will do for you. All the wise counsel of that man of God. And he said to me, you need help. He knew I needed help. And so I, that's why I packed up everything I had in the back of a 1973 Maverick. And I headed to Dallas, Texas with everything I owned and $240 in my pocket. I knew that I needed help and God helped me and began to take and wet with a, his own flint and sharpen the axe that he had given me. And it was a two-edged axe. It was a two-edged sword. It was the Word of God. And he gave me a handle so that I could use it more accurately and aim it more accurately. And over the years, God continues to hone me. But let me tell you, when you lose your cutting edge, the only thing I've said to myself and to men over the years when men need revival in their lives, and every man and woman of God does, then what do you do? Well, the first thing you have to do is go back to where you lost it. What was it that caused you to stumble? What area of disobedience did you know the moment you did it that God is not pleased with it, but you kept on? You've got to go back to where you lost it. And there, that's where the stick that's where the cross needs to be put in. And it'll all be revealed. God will bring it up before you. And what you need to do is pick it up again and ask God to forgive you and cleanse you. And he'll give you back your cutting edge. But it, ha it does not come back without repentance and confession. And when we do that, God will sharpen us again. And he'll use us again because he is the God of grace and mercy and second chance. And you just pick it up again. The same thing is true in the book of Revelation. You remember the great church at Ephesus that John had left. Now Jesus had sent to them a letter, 
and said, you have been so useful. You have been so faithful. You have been the leading church in all of this era. But I have something against you. You left your first love. You don't love me like you once did. And uh, your heart's desire is not burning hot for me. You're not sharp and on the cutting edge again. And so what did he tell them to do? Remember from where you have fallen and go back, return and repent. And he said, if you don't, then you're going to lose your fire. You're going to lose your light. You're going to lose your witness. You see, we always have to go back to where it all started. And it starts somewhere. Maybe it's just a little something you don't think this area of disobedience is going to matter much, but it does. This is what this young prophet needed to learn. He didn't need to go through some kind of great uh, ritual and routine. No, uh, all Elisha said was, where'd you lose it? He went back and the wood was put in the stream. You see, that's where the cross comes in. And that's exactly what happened. It all came to the surface. It was picked up, dealt with, put back on its proper handle. And all of a sudden, the man went back to work again. Somebody, somebody, one somebody needs to hear this. Maybe five somebody's needs to hear this. Maybe 10, maybe 100. But today may be the day that God says you need to go back. You've lost your fire. You've lost your edge. You've lost your cutting edge. And you're going through the same routines. You're chopping and chopping, but you're not seeing the great results. I remember reading of D.L. Moody and Bush Aglow by Ellsworth Day, the great biography of Moody. And Moody said after God baptized him in his love, he preached the same messages, but this time with great anointing and power. Why? Because God was on his life. Because he had he had been dipped in the love of God. And this is what many men of God need, is just to be dipped and baptized and immersed in God's love and in God's fire, in God's spirit. Because quite honestly, men are filling pulpits today that don't love God and don't love the people. And if you don't love people, then you don't love God. How can we say we love God and do not love the people that are created in his image? If you don't love people, you need to get out of the ministry, get off to your side, get somewhere where you can stay until you pray and seek God's face until he baptizes you, dips you, immerses you in his love. And then you will have a new fire, a new desire. That's what happened to this man of God. And God blessed in every way that school of the prophets that only heaven will tell what Elijah and Elisha started and the great school of prophets went on. Why? Because they even expanded it. This is just one of the stories. Remember, every Bible writer from Moses to John assumed that the people to whom they were writing understood the language, the history, the geography, the cultural context of the day, the times of the day, the happenings of the day. And when this was written, everyone knew of the school of the prophets because it was still going on. Everyone knew of Elijah and Elisha's mentorship of these men of God. And uh, we've lost all record of that. But the God of heaven has not lost record of it. He knows all about it. And I pray that this will be a call to repentance to some today as you walk on the way. This is Tony Crisp. Thanks for listening to On the Way with Tony Crisp. Tune in every weekday for information on biblical passages, people, places, and prophecies. 
Fridays are for your questions. Email your questions to questions at TonyCrisp.org. Then just listen for your question to be answered on Friday's podcast. That's questions at TonyCrisp.org. Thanks for listening and have a blessed day on the way.